Johnny Venezzi is the lead betting analyst for BetKarma.com. Knows college baseball, knows Major League Baseball. And the beauty of it is all of that's getting ready to get started, including right now FSU and TCU going on right now. So what do you have in that game before we move on to anything else? What's up, guys? How we doing? Uh, I just wanted to say how much I love that intro. I thought it was absolutely electric. Welcome to Bet Karma. I, or, uh, <laughs> welcome to Bet QL, excuse me. But uh, how we doing? Yeah, let, let's get right into it here. So a lot of this action kicked off today, and it, it was an early Friday, but we still have TCU versus FSU coming up in about seven minutes. So I took you money line minus one twenty-five. So here's the deal with the Horn Frogs. Their, their offense is an absolute wagon. They have Braden Taylor, who's going to be a first-round pick. They have Elijah Nunez, who plays a great outfield. And I really think that given how well they can hit, they're probably going to finish inside the top 10 when it's all said and done with their, with their offense this year. The problem is with their pitching. But the guy they're throwing today, Ryan Vanderhey, he's solid. Like, he's nothing flashy, but he's a guy that could go out there, give you five, maybe six innings, two, three runs, a quality start kind of performance. And they're going against Florida State's Jackson Baumeister. He was on Team USA. And, you know, he's really the prize of this Florida State rotation under Link Jarrett, who did a lot of great things last year for Notre Dame, including upsetting my Tennessee Volunteers in the Super Regionals. The problem is Florida State, to me, this plan of rebuilding, it's not going to really take into effect until next year or the year after. I think we're too early in this infancy for Florida State to be really contending despite what their record is right now at 4-0, I believe. So I'm taking TCU minus 125. I felt like the fair price was more in the minus 160 range. And in a correlating fashion, I also believe TCU, Florida State should be going over 9.5. That's kind of a low total considering TCU could put up 10 runs by themselves. Uh, if you've been watching the Horned Frogs, you know what kind of offense they have. And I feel like it's kind of a correlated play where 10 runs should be attainable. That's how TCU is going to have to win. They're going to have to jump on Florida State early and keep them in comeback mode. So obviously everybody talks about Tennessee, LSU, Stanford, Ole Miss. But like as far as value, when you're looking at the futures market, who are some teams that you have circled? You know, I know it's a long season, but uh, if you're looking to get in right now, who do you think has uh, the best uh, value? So unfortunately, a lot of these big books like a DraftKings, an MGM, a FanDuel, none of them put out futures markets other than just to win the College World Series. And, yeah. you know, that gets stale. I, I did a couple of those. Like, we, we could knock those out real quick. I have a ticket on Mississippi State at 60-1 to 1 to win it all, quarter unit, because I mean, they're getting their break speed off today. But So they're a really young team. They have 26 freshmen and sophomores, and I kind of felt – they won, they won it all in 2021, and they got ransacked by injuries last year. But if they can overcome the early season growing pains and get stronger out of it, get stronger as the season goes on, like I think they're going to, they're going to make a lot of teams uncomfortable because they're led by freshman phenom, who you probably heard of by now, Gerangelo Senchi. He's not only a switch hitter, but he's a switch pitcher. And that's a tremendous advantage as you head down the stretch. I mean, the guy sits 95 as a righty and 92, 93 as a lefty. I, I really don't know how... Uh, you know, this guy's not going to be a superstar in baseball for years to come. And then I took a little bit on Grand Canyon as well. They're a daddy wagon on offense. Their shortstop, Jacob Wilson, is probably the best shortstop prospect in baseball, even ahead of Ole Miss's Jacob Gonzalez. His father played in the big leagues. And obviously, I took um, Tennessee 8-1 to one on seizures. That was my pick. A two-unit play on them because... I still think, given the fact they have the best rotation in baseball, they have a future superstar MLB pitcher who I think should be the number one pick. 
if Chase Dolander does not win at least two Cy Youngs in his career, his his career was a was a failure. It was a letdown. By the way, had five and two thirds innings today, twelve punchies against Dayton. Um, there's other ways to attack it, but on different books, like smaller books, I was able to get down on teams to win their conferences, teams to make the College World Series. One of those teams was Campbell, a small school out of North Carolina. They were a stud team last year that got bounced early by Tennessee. That was the worst region they could have had, but they're still really good, and at 40-1, to one, a quarter unit's not bad. And um, Wake Forest, though, that's a team you have to look out for. I gave them out early uh, uh, the week of the, before the Super Bowl. They were 40-1. to one. I had a great guest come on my podcast. We talked about him. Two days later, they're down to 25-1. to one. So I have Wake Forest to um, – I have a ticket on them at 25-1 to one to win it all. I have a ticket on them four to one, two units to win the ACC. And I have a ticket on them three to one to make the College World Series. All right, going up a level to the majors, a lot of rule changes in Major League Baseball. And we know that uh, there's a lot of people around Major League Baseball that don't like a lot of change, Johnny. Bunch of old farts. But a lot of people not happy with it. Pitch clock, you got uh, bigger bases with a slightly shorter base path, which is one of the reasons why I love uh, – uh, Trey Turner to lead the majors in, in steals this year. I think it's just going to be perfect for him. They're encouraging that. But what what types of changes or effects do you think may have on baseball this year at the major league level with the rule changes? Well, we've seen a couple of a couple of those today with spring training. Right? I think honestly, it's going to be like anything else. A new rule change is going to be weird and awkward at first, and I haven't really decided if I like it yet or not. I mean, anything to cut baseball down by a half hour is pretty big. Um, but ultimately, it's probably going to be good for the game. We don't need batters stepping out of the batter's box every mm-hmm. two seconds to to take 15 practice swings. And if it's a six-pitch at bat, I mean, you know, that's probably six, seven minutes right there. But I think ultimately it's not going to affect um, the players, you know, after like the first three weeks or so. So I'm really looking forward to these guys expediting the game. And, you know, we're going to really get the best of our product and, and make it be the best it could possibly be. So I know you're a big Dylan Cease guy like myself. I'm looking at the AL Central and the Guardians. I just think this price is all wrong. Plus 140. You got the Twins plus 250. And then the White Sox in the middle at plus 190. Huge disaster last year. They were managed by a mummy, Tony La Russa. So I think just like getting rid of him is, is a huge upgrade right there. Uh, I don't know that I love the rotation, but what would you do in the AL Central, man? Because I just think that team has way too much talent not to win this division. I was so heartbroken uh, Cease Daddy didn't win the AL Cy Young. I was, I was on that breakout, and, you know, he got robbed. Let's just call it what it is. But I, I think Chicago, they're in for an even rougher year. They lose Jose Abreu, and, you know, it, it's just you're going to call on Andrew Vaughn to be that guy that steps in and, and kind of fills that production. I just don't know if it's going to happen. There's a lot of question marks. Obviously, Liam Hendricks, he, he's got he's – got, uh, a sickness right now. We wish him well. I, I just don't know if I see it for Chicago. Their total set at around 83 and a half wins. I would take their under. And, you know, Cleveland snuck up and stole the division. Like, obviously, they're always a threat. Their pitching is ridiculous. I'd look out for Tristan McKenzie this year. 40 to 1 for an AL Cy Young ticket is not out of the ordinary. It's not It's not a stretch. But I, I think right now the Twins, for their value in, in the plus threes, depending on where you're going to get it at, they're a pretty sneaky team, and they get Carlos Correa back, you know, after he, he takes his little uh, brief sabbatical. But I think Minnesota is probably the bet here preseason because the price you're going to get. And if Minnesota kind of gets out to that hot start they did last year, you're going to see that price get cut in half. So 
I, I would not be looking at Chicago, and it probably comes down between Cleveland and Minnesota. And for the price, Minnesota is definitely the bet. Johnny, the NL MVP intrigues me because three of the top six are all Padres. Juan Soto at plus 550, Fernando Tatis Jr. 10 to 1, Manny Machado's in at 12. Does that maybe hurt their chances at all, given the fact that, for example, if Juan, somebody was going to vote for Juan Soto, might be like, well, you also got Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado on that roster. Do you think that that will hurt them at all, where it's better to stay away from any of them to win MVP and go a different direction? It was kind of like the Dodger effect last year, right? Mookie mm-hmm. Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, and, you know, we, we saw none of them won it. I, I think that there is an aspect of that. And Juan Soto's getting, you know, 550, five and a half to one, six to one, way too early. We haven't seen this guy put it together, you know, front to back in a season for, for a couple of years. And obviously, he's one of the best players in baseball, but preseason, way too short. I'm not big on Tatis. We haven't seen him play, play a, a longevity of games in a while with his injuries and the suspension. The guy that I'd probably look at, and, and I got him earlier, uh, 15-1 is Trey Turner. I think given the fact that he's in a lineup and a ballpark in Philly where he can produce, he can do it in a lot of different ways. He can hit you 3-10, 3-15. He can go 25 home runs. He could go 30 stolen bases, 100 runs. And I think the key part is if Turner can kind of stay productive and you know have good numbers while keeping Philly and their head above water, well, when Bryce Harper comes back is where they can take off. But otherwise, I'll be honest with you, I'm not big in this market right now. I need to wait to see the season starts. A lot of guys are going to end up differentiating each other. It's not going to be like last year. Last year was a fluke thing where you look at the NL Cy Young, pretty much the AL Cy Young, the NL MVP, and the AL MVP. Most of these winners were wire to wire last year. That does not happen. That, that rarely happens when all of them, go wire to wire in the same year. So I, I don't see that happening in uh, another year. Uh, Johnny, we got about two and a half minutes before we got to get to a break here, but I wanted to ask you, uh, talk me off of the Rays. They're 12-1 to 1 <laughs> to win the AL, plus 350 to win the AL East. You got McClanahan, obviously, and then you get Tyler Glass now. I just I love that rotation. Springs, what are you going to do with him? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Rays heading into this season? The Rays are always tough, aren't they? Um, you know, when I lived down in Tampa, no people don't go to the games. Only like when the yeah. Yankees are in town. But I don't understand why. Like the, the Rays are a really good team. The one thing that like really bothers me is their offense. That they just seem to refuse to get anybody. And you know, Tyler Glasnow was Dylan Cease before Dylan Cease for me. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. And then you got Money McClanahan forms one of the best one-two duos in baseball uh, in the starting rotation there. And obviously, you know, they can pitch and. Wander Franco needs to have a big year. This guy who's supposed to be the big five-tool player, who's supposed to be one of the big uh, boppers in the major leagues, the new face of baseball, him, Randy Rosarina, I think the Rays are always live. I'd probably wait to see where they finish beforehand before I'm putting my hard-earned money on it because I just don't know if the Rays are going to be able to keep up with a team like the Astros or even the Mariners when it comes down to it because they just have too much firepower. Johnny Venezia, lead betting analyst for BetKarma.com, making us smarter as baseball gets underway. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for having me on.